Welcome on to the show, everybody. It is episode 30, season 8, here on the Hooper's Log for Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. That's right, we are at the beginning stages of the 2022 NBA playoffs as we get the play-in series begin. Today, that's right, we have all of the previews for that today for you here on the Lead SM Sports Radio Network podcasting network through all of the, the, the places, Apple Pod, Spotify, all those places. And let's just get to it. So the plan series begin today. And I think everybody is more keen on the Eastern Conference and what's happening and what's going on. Because the Western Conference, I feel, is more of a formality. And, I, and I'm not just trying to get down to the nitty-gritty of what we all think is going to be. But the top two seeds in the West feel super powerful and ready to go. I don't think Memphis is a legitimate championship team from the standpoint of they have the grit and everything put together to be a team to win a title. They have the talent. Obviously, all these teams that are in the playoffs have a talent to win the championship. But in regards to the going through it the the toughness the rigid the rigidness the everything that you got to do you know like the bucks for the last 5 6 7 years the bucks have had to go through an entire situation of constant up and downs the memphis grizzlies have probably done that for the last 2 3 years since they got john morant that is not long enough to make it that and i think with how talented the league is now you got to go through those chemistry those those character building, those rough rough and tumble circumstances, situations to really solidify yourself, I think, to get through the grind. And I don't think Memphis has got there yet. But when it comes to the top two seeds out West, it's looking like maybe the Clippers and Timberwolves are going to be it. Because let's be honest, New Orleans and San Antonio, my San Antonio Spurs, my little itty-bitty, nitty-gritty San Antonio Spurs who barely got into the play-in. Because, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers decided to pull one of the biggest embarrassments in NBA history. And I don't believe either of those teams are good enough to do anything in this plan. I think that's a formality. I think whoever they play, whoever loses between the Timberwolves and Clippers, which I'm leaning towards the Clippers losing, I'm thinking that it's going to just be kind of run-of-the-mill, casual, nonchalant garbage. Honestly. And I think the Western Conference is just that. Because the top two seeds on top of that are going to slaughter whomever they play. The Clippers can't stay healthy. Kawhi Leonard's questionable for the playoffs. Paul George can barely stay on the court most of the season. And the Timberwolves are just so young. They're, they're, they're on fire. They're playing good basketball. They're doing what they've got to do to be successful. But I don't think either of those teams can contend in a seven-game series between Memphis or Phoenix. And, and let's be honest. Memphis might be the only team where if the Timberwolves played them, they might have a shot. But Memphis has been so on it this pretty much this whole year. They've been one of the more exciting teams. They're definitely the most fun team in the league. They have the best chemistry, I think, from a from a fun perspective. It's it's just it's it just seems like the top two seeds out west are just so much better than whomever comes out of this play, and it just doesn't really matter. And and, and I think that I think the Timberwolves will win 
against the Clippers because of the health, the chemistry, the everything that the Clippers have had over the last three years has been problematic. They have gotten worse and worse and worse injury-wise. Chemistry-wise, they're just a bag of rocks. Who knows what's going to happen with them? Who knows what you're going to get every night? And the Timberwolves are just a young, up-and-coming They've got some guys who are down the road. I mean, we all know what Carl Anthony Towns is, but Anthony Edwards has got his own game coming, and and the rest of what they are, they're, they're going to be something. Timberwolves are going to be something coming here, coming soon. But they're kind of in the same spot as Memphis was a couple years ago, these last two years, where they're in the conversation. They could be an eighth seed. They could be fun. But overall, they're not there yet. And I think they're not there. They're kind of like the Charlotte Hornets. They got the talent. They got the capability. They got the fun. They got the. They got it all. They don't have the overall long, long-term, in-depth, casual scenario that you would expect from the standpoint of playoff success. They don't have that. And I don't think any any Timberwolves fan would sit here and have qualms with me in thinking that yeah, a seventh seed playing Memphis probably going five or six games. That's a fantastic year for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think that's a great stepping stone for them for overall purposes of where they want to go. Would they like to go to the next round? Sure. They're not a championship contender. Nobody in this play-in for the Western Conference is a championship contender. That's where I think it becomes kind of a mundane, you know, run of the mill, run through the, you know, go through the 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 motions type situation for the Western Conference. I think the play-in game between the Clippers and Timberwolves is a must-watch just from the standpoint of seeing how the seedings play out. I want to <coughs> excuse me. I want to see who's playing the Memphis Grizzlies in the first round. That'll be interesting. But outside of that, after that, whoever plays the next two games, New Orleans, San Antonio, who's really going to watch that? I'm not. I'm a Spurs fan. I'm I'm not settling down to sit and see who's playing. I, I don't think the Spurs have any shot against the Phoenix Suns. There's no shot. There's no shot there. New Orleans has no shot against Phoenix. And I think whoever loses between Minnesota and the Clippers has zero shot against Phoenix. No, none of them do. None of them do. I think whoever plays uh, Memphis, it could be fun. It'll be interesting because Memphis has never been a two seed. They, for, for all intents and purposes, playoff history, the last two years, Memphis has been a you know a wild card, random. You know wh- who are they? You know they come out of nowhere, eighth seed, and now they're legitimate. They've got a full squad, but it'll be interesting to see if the Clippers or Timberwolves, whoever plays them, it'll be fascinating from that perspective. But I don't know. And all I know is whomever has to play that eighth game, eighth seed play-in for for the Western Conference, they're going to get destroyed by Phoenix. That's just they're they're just a, they're just a team on the chopping block. And so for me, the Western Conference is mundane, and I don't want to discourage you from watching. If you're a Spurs fan, watch it. It's fun. They're in the play-in. Technically, they're 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 they have a shot on a playoff game. That's fantastic. Uh, you also look at New Orleans. They've they've they have not been here for a while. It's been a while, really, since the Anthony Davis days. And then you look at Clippers or, or Timberwolves. Timberwolves haven't done this in a long time. I'm very excited for them. So it's it's fun, but it's not from a long-term going into next week perspective. Are you really, like, outside of just enjoying the fact that you get to have some kind of one-and-done situation, are you really that thrilled? I'm just I'm just trying to be honest. I'm just trying to be honest. I'm a Spurs fan. Listen, I've, I've seen all of the championships. I've seen it all. Th- this is not that exciting for me. Because listen, we're a tenth seed. We really don't deserve to be here. We're fun. We're gritty. We're, we're not. We're not doing. We're not doing anything against Phoenix. That's just. That's just the facts. Eastern Conference, whole different ball game. Whole different conversation. 
The first game tonight, Cleveland and, 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 and Brooklyn, totally different conversation. Cleveland has hit a giant skid. They have looked like the team that I think we all anticipated them being this year, which is a rebuild and figuring it out. And they're getting way better talent-wise, chemistry-wise. They are fantastic for where they are in their development as a team. They are in a fantastic place. But for this season and this season alone, them being where they are, they should not have even been in the conversation for a top five team all year long, which is what they were for the most part until really these last month, this last month and a half. They have disappeared from an overall everything perspective. They are not as good as the Brooklyn Nets. We all know that. Brooklyn, granted, not fully healthy because Ben Simmons is gone and now the whole trade of James Harden, they're a whole different ball team. But looking at the Brooklyn Nets, they're just more talented, more ready for this time than Cleveland. They just are. Kyrie, KD, who's guarding them? Who's who is really shutting them down on Cleveland? I know they've got some guys. They got some guys who can do some things. But overall, Brooklyn is a better squad than this Cleveland Cavalier team. They have been all year when KD's been healthy. This is a formality, I think, for them. I think it'll be a fun game. This will definitely be a must-watch on the radar game for me. Because I want to see how Cleveland comes out and plays. I want to see what Brooklyn provides to show what they can do potentially against Boston. Whoever wins this game is going to play Boston in that first round. And it's going to be epic. I think if the Brooklyn Nets win this game and they go into Boston, that series is going to be fantastic. I don't honestly know how it's going to play out. I think Boston is a very good team. They have been hot the last two, three months. Since right before the All-Star break up until now, the Boston Celtics have been one of the hottest teams in the NBA, and they have looked <coughs> excuse me, they have looked absolutely phenomenal from every single angle of the court. Brooklyn has finally gotten healthy outside of Ben Simmons. And so when you start looking at where everything is, what's going on, how it's all playing out, how it's all going you know, going overall for both teams, I think both teams are kind of colliding at the right time. Which team will come out of the first round if Brooklyn and Boston play each other, which I am assuming and I am predicting, how will they both play in the second round after the first round? I I, I don't know. I think they're going to beat each other up. I got no clue. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be fun. Now, if Cleveland beats Brooklyn, which would be a shock to me, I, I think Cleveland... Honestly, in a in a in a in a seven game series against Boston, who is completely ready for this situation from a roster, maybe not coaching, but from a roster perspective, they are just way more talented than Cleveland. I don't think I'm not sitting here and saying Cleveland has no shot at doing anything, but comparatively to what Brooklyn is ready for, I, I just I don't know ultimately if the Cleveland Cavaliers can maintain that. But this is a game to watch, seeing where Cleveland stacks up against a team like Brooklyn. If you're looking at this as a litmus test for the future for Cleveland, this is a fantastic situation. A one-game scenario where you've got your entirely new team, really, for the future looking ahead. And you've got a team that really, when fully healthy, when they get when they get Ben Simmons back, which I know they're not a fully, you know, fully battled, fully put together battle-tested team yet the Brooklyn Nets, because they're just not fully healthy, you get to get an idea of what your team is made of in a one-game situation tonight and see what the future holds for them. 
I think this game for Cleveland from a futuristic, long-term perspective is gigantic. It gives you an idea of what to see and what to expect for your team in the future. Are you playoff ready? Are you able to play <clears throat> in all actuality? This is a Game 7 for all teams involved for a 7th spot. This is what it is. Can you play in these tough situations? Something tells me it won't be the case in regards to impressive, but if they show signs of impressiveness in a close game against the Brooklyn Nets team, that's all you need to know. Then you can build on that and see, wow, we've got a team where in the next year or so, we might be a top four seed just based on what we've put together for an entire year and how we could play in the play-in. Cleveland has outshot everything I think everybody expected this year, even to this point, even though they, they've dropped off over the last couple months. They are a team, when you look at them, you say, wow, they might be ahead of their curve. And tonight's game will be a big-time reminiscent to that. Now, the Wednesday games in the Eastern Conference, Charlotte and Atlanta. Atlanta is also a, is, is also a big wild card to me, and Charlotte is too. Both teams are a giant wild card. For me, though, Atlanta getting to the Eastern Conference Finals a year ago, they know what it takes to play in big-time games in big-time situations. This entire roster knows what to do. Charlotte has been here before, but last year they got their butt waxed, and they didn't play very good. And to be honest with you, looking at how they might show up in this one, they might have a different feel. But it's coming from two different angles. Charlotte is a team that has no experience in long-term serious situations, whereas Atlanta knows exactly what it takes to get there with the coaching, with the roster, with everything. They know what it takes. It's coming from different angles, though. Atlanta has gotten hot, eh, you know, not too hot, but they've been playing eh all year long, whereas Charlotte has been playing pretty good and playing pretty much what their potential is all year long. But can they can they can they maintain that playing an Atlanta Hawks team? Can they can they maintain and play to that degree in which they can sustain that against a team like the Atlanta Hawks to play against a Cleveland Cavaliers slash Brooklyn in the next round to get to the first round of the playoffs? I think whomever they play, Miami is a phenomenal regular season team. But we all know with how tight-knit and how close the top four, top five seeds are in the Eastern Conference, all within a couple of games of each other, anybody could beat anybody up at the top. So the Eastern Conference does not have juggernauts up at the top. Miami is not a juggernaut. They're a phenomenal, phenomenal team. They've got six-man-of-the-year Tyler Hero. They've got a really talented team, one of the best coaches in NBA history. They're good. But if Atlanta runs too straight against Charlotte, and if they run two straight against Charlotte and Cleveland, potentially, who have got Brooklyn winning, then I wouldn't put it past the Hawks if they get hot to give Miami a scare. I don't think they'll beat Miami in a seven-game series because Eric Spolster is way too good. But they've been there before. They know what they're doing. It's not like it's, you know, oh, Atlanta, who are they? No, they got to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. That's a big deal. Charlotte is an absolute wild card. If they beat the Hawks, I could see them beating Cleveland. I could see them playing Miami tough. I feel like the Eastern Conference play-in is the definition of why they created this situation. I feel like the play-in for the East is built for what it is. I don't know what's going to happen. Because whomever gets the eighth spot has got a really good team in the Miami Heat, but I don't know what to believe in the Miami Heat in regards to the playoffs. They're, they're, they're good enough to get to a finals, which they did a little over a year and a half ago. And they're also just as questionable to be bumped in the, first, in the, in the second round. So I, I don't know what to think of them. And it's, not, it's no knock on Eric Spolstra. It's just the talent that they possess. 
I know Jimmy Butler's fantastic. I know overall as a unit, they can play with the best of them. I know that. I know they're good enough to go to a championship. But in regards to the overall, what have I? What can I get from them? It's tough to pull because I don't know over these last two years what to believe. And that doesn't mean they're a bad team. They're the one seed for a reason. But so could have been, you know, you look at the standings in the East and how they finished out. Boston could have been a one seed. Milwaukee could have been a one seed. Philly could have been a one seed. That's three teams that could have been at the top. And I think from a talent perspective, I could put more emphasis on them to get past the first round easier. Again, I think I think Miami's going to get past the first round just fine. But if you play in Atlanta, who's been to the Eastern Conference Finals, that's two teams in the last two years who've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. One of them went to a Finals. One of them played against the eventual champs. So <coughs> if Atlanta gets there, we look at it and we start to say, well, well, damn, it's not like Atlanta doesn't know what they're doing. They ain't coming in here fearful. Charlotte's a little bit of a different story. Cleveland's a little bit of a different story. But Brooklyn ain't fearful. What if Brooklyn lost to Cleveland? And what if Brooklyn had to then play Miami? Do you think Brooklyn's really that scared of Miami? I'm just trying to be honest with you. I don't think Brooklyn should be scared of Miami. I don't think Brooklyn's scared of Boston. I don't think Brooklyn's scared of anybody. But if Cleveland beat Brooklyn in the game tonight, which could happen, they're both in this situation for a reason, then Cleveland would play Boston in the first round. I think Boston would take care of Cleveland just because of the coaching and where they're at from a, from a development perspective. But Brooklyn playing Miami, that ain't no walk in the park. Atlanta playing Miami, that ain't no walk in the park. Cleveland and Charlotte are the two teams where if you look at it, if they both, which I, I that would stun me, if Brooklyn lost to Cleveland and if they played Atlanta slash Charlotte, whoever they play and they lost that those back-to-back games, okay, now, now you're talking about where Chris would be shocked. Now you're talking about where Chris would be stunned in all actuality. Because if Charlotte and Cleveland... Got to the next round. Oh, Miami, Boston. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna cream them. They're gonna absolutely cream them. I think Cleveland could win a couple games, but that's being nice. Like it, it's, it's the 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 play in for the East. I feel like is 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 way more put together than the West. Not that the West doesn't have legitimate teams. I think if Minnesota were to play Memphis, would they win a game or two? Maybe, maybe. But there's no legitimate shot against Phoenix. Three of those teams, all four of those teams have no shot against Phoenix. None of them. None of them. And that's what the plan's built for. It's built for who can get in battle into that eighth spot, right? That's what the plan's ultimately built for. We know the seven and eight spot, they're playing for a seventh spot, right? We know, and that's fine. But we know three of the teams are battling for an eighth spot overall. And so that's why I think the West is is, is less important than the East. The East, if matchups arise the way they could, it could change really the entire dynamic of the entire playoffs because Brooklyn is a team where if they get the right matchup and if they play well and they do what we all know that they can, yes, they are a team that can run a deep run into the playoffs. They can do it. Do I think they will? No. But can they? Yes. They've got the best player on the planet when healthy, when fully available in Kevin Durant. I think personally, the best player on the planet right now is Giannis Antetokounmpo. But from an overall scoring perspective, Kevin Durant is scary. He's absolutely terrifying. He's in that conversation. And if you got that guy going into the playoffs, you've got a shot against everybody. So, Eastern play in tonight. 
Highly recommended. Cleveland, Brooklyn. I've got Brooklyn winning the game. Western Conference side, Minnesota, the Clippers. Listen, Clippers come out fully healthy, play well, which they won't. I hear Kawhi probably isn't going to play, which is not a shock. He's just degrading as we as we keep rolling along with life. And then obviously you look at the Minnesota Timberwolves and where they've been. They're a young and up-and-coming squad. I give them a couple years, and they're going to be in those top six spots. They're going to be in there. So I would watch both of those games tonight. But if you can't watch the Western Conference game, don't 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 worry about it. it. It won't matter in a week. It really won't. Eastern Conference, Cleveland, Cleveland, Brooklyn. You better damn well believe it's gonna be a big be a big deal. And then tomorrow night, you've got New Orleans, San Antonio, and you've got Atlanta, Charlotte. I I, I think the Atlanta, Charlotte game is also the more important one. If you're a Spurs fan like myself, you might tune in and be like, "All right, let's see where we're at." But it's not going to matter because we're going to get destroyed by Phoenix in a week if we if we found a way to beat them and the Clippers slash Minnesota. So enjoy the plan. Watch it. Uh, analyze it. Break it down for yourself to see what the matchups would look like in the playoffs. Overall, I think we're going to know how it's going to shape up, though. And I wanted to give my playoff predictions before we get out of here because... You won't see me again until Tuesday when the first round has already gone through the first couple games. For most games, have gone through the first couple games. So I wanted to get that out of the way and in the books for you to kind of tell you and give you a feel on where I'm at overall for where the playoffs are. So like I said, I've got Minnesota beating the Clippers tonight. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Allergies are absolutely killing me. I was playing with a bunch of kids this weekend too, little kids, birthday parties, uh, you know, all this stuff, roughhousing, you know how it gets, uh, them and their snotty noses and allergies, and it, it, it's it's the works. It's that time of year. Y'all know how it gets when you're around little kids and you got to deal with all that crap. So that's just how it goes. Okay, I got Minnesota winning tonight. I got the Brooklyn Nets winning tonight as well. And then when Atlanta, or excuse me, when Cleveland goes to play Atlanta, because I think Atlanta's going to beat Charlotte tomorrow, I've got Atlanta beating Cleveland giving Atlanta that eighth spot and having Cleveland and Charlotte miss the playoffs. I know, Chris, well, you're a hater on Cleveland. I'm not a hater. I'm just telling you they've been fading, and I think these next two games are going to prove that, and Atlanta's got playoff experience. They know what it takes to play in a big game, and they know what intensity they have to bring to the party. Minnesota and the Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to play my Spurs because I think the Spurs are going to beat the Pelicans, but I think the Spurs are going to get waxed by the Clippers because the Clippers have been here. Again, it comes back to experience and where you've been and what you've done. So the Western Conference, I've got it laid out as... Phoenix playing the Clippers, Memphis playing Minnesota, and then we all know Golden State, Denver, Dallas, Utah. In the East, I've got Miami playing Atlanta. I've got Boston playing Brooklyn. Then we know Milwaukee, Chicago, and Philly and Toronto. So let's go through it. And then let's get out of here, and then you can enjoy the plans tonight, and we're all going to be happy, dappy, macho, honcho. It's going to be a great, great night tonight. From an Eastern Conference perspective, I think the game's going to be fantastic. I think the Eastern Conference plan is going to be great. I think the Western Conference plan will be entertaining. But I think the whole entire playoffs are going to be fantastic this year. Okay, my predictions. I got Phoenix beating the Clippers. Sweep. They're going to sweep them. Doesn't matter who Phoenix plays. They're going to sweep them. Now, maybe if Phoenix plays Minnesota, maybe it's maybe Minnesota gets one, but Phoenix is sweeping. Memphis, Minnesota. Minnesota is going to take one from Memphis. And it might be their one game at home to make it like a 2-1 series. But outside of that, Memphis is destroying. Memphis is destroying. They might sweep. I got Memphis winning 4-1. 
I think Minnesota's got a shot to take one, but that's being nice. Memphis is with a week off and everybody getting healthy. They, this might be what is exactly what Memphis needs, and they're going to dominate. They're going to play great. Golden State, Denver, this is probably, in the Western Conference, the best series. Because of all of the health and chemistry and interesting scenarios playing out for Golden State, they have such depth, they are such a good team from a depth perspective, but from an overall pinpointed talent perspective, it is tough to say where they're going to go in the playoffs, dependent on the health of everybody else playing. It is brutal. I cannot tell you how tough it is to pick Golden State to do anything deep in this playoffs because of their health situation. If Draymond was healthy the whole year, if Steph was healthy the whole year, and we, all we had to worry about was Clay <coughs> and where he was, right? If that's what we had to worry about, I would say Golden State might be a championship contender. I am leaning away from that. I still have them beating Denver, but I think they're going to play Denver. I think it's going to be a seven-game series. I think Golden State wins in seven because they got the home court in the seventh game. But Jokic, by himself, without Jamal Murray, without uh, without uh, Michael Porter Jr., like they're going to have problems with Golden State. But there are going to be games where Joker just comes out and does Joker things, probably two of those games that they win. And you're going to be like, damn, that's why he's probably going to win the MVP. They're not going to beat Golden State because they don't have the talent. If, if, if Denver was fully healthy, and they were playing up to everything that we know that they could be, Denver would probably beat this current iteration of what Golden State is with the injury problems and the and the chemistry and the, and the issues that they're going through. They would probably beat them. But both teams are going through their own issues, and Golden State's a championship organization. And I think they're going to they're gonna push their way through, and they're going to beat them. I think this is going to be a very entertaining series from an overall perspective, from an overall level. But I'm not sure that Golden State is going to, after this series, be seen as a team. Oh wow, they can contend for a title. I don't. Pe- I don't think people are going to see that. I think people are going to say, "Wow, that series against Denver was a classic." Now, how are they going to do in the second round against Memphis? Right? Because that's who they'll play. I, 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 Memphis will be ready to go. Memphis will be healthy. Memphis will be spry, fun, exciting. I, I could see Memphis just coming out and destroying Golden State. But we'll talk about that here in a minute. Dallas-Utah, another phenomenal series that could go either way. Dallas has been extremely hot the last month. Utah was the one seed last year. We know what Utah can do in the playoffs from an overall perspective and what they can do from a talent-wise perspective, right? We all understand that. Utah, talent-wise, I could see playing anybody in the league when healthy. And I still think they can, and I still think they'll put it together. Utah... Momentum, <clears throat> momentum, and everything else that put is put together in the playoffs before the playoffs disappears. Dallas has been hot. Dallas is going up against an entire unit. What the Dallas Mavericks remind me of are the Houston Rockets over the last with James Harden over the last five years. <clears throat> they are a great, great team around Luca. The problem. Luka is so ball-centric, that destroys teams in the playoffs. With the intensity, with the way the game is played, Utah will eat that up. Utah is another one of those teams who has seen it, done it, been there, just hasn't gotten over the top. They are so tired of that narrative with where they are. And they are a complete, fantastic unit. Quinn Snyder is going to figure it out, and they're going to be great. I think Utah is going to win that series 4-2 over Dallas. 
Again, like I said, I could see Dallas winning it in 4-2. I could see Dallas winning it 4-1. I could see Dallas winning it in 7. I could see Utah winning it in 6. I could see Utah winning it in 7. I could see the series doing anything. I got no idea. But I'm picking Utah because they are a complete unit, and they've been here, they've done that. And yes, they're going to win their sixth game at home to close out the series. It's going to be back and forth. I got no idea. But I think Utah's going to catch something, figure it out, slow Luka down. Next thing you know, they're going to be the one that's representing going to the next round playing the Phoenix Suns. Okay, we're going to go to the East for the first round, and then we'll go back to the second round in the West. Miami-Atlanta. Miami's going to win 4-1, but I think Atlanta's going to keep a couple of those games close. This series could be closer than we think. Like I mentioned, Atlanta's got championship. You know, They've got Eastern Conference Finals experience from a year ago. Spo and Nate McMillan are going to be fantastic with one another. I, I think this is going to be a better looking series than the outcome will be. But I've got Miami winning 4-1. And I think Atlanta will keep a couple of those games close even though Miami will win. So I got Miami winning 4-1. Will be interesting altogether. Boston-Brooklyn. Electric series. Exciting. Fun. Elite. Going to be one of the best series in the first round probably subtracting Golden State and Denver. And I think Boston will win it 4-3. Would not be shocked if Brooklyn won the series. Would not be shocked. But I think Boston will win the series 4-3 just because they have an overall team. They are one of those teams where they are just done with not doing well in the playoffs. And over these last two, three months, I know momentum disappears. I get it coming into the playoffs. But they are a team that is just fed up with not getting past where their potential would put them. So I got Boston winning in seven, but it'll be an absolutely electric, phenomenal series. I got Milwaukee sweeping Chicago. We know the situation with Chicago. Chicago absolutely ran out of steam, and everybody is hurt. That is nobody's fault. It happens. All of their key players are out. They're not playing good, and that's just that just happens. Milwaukee's going to sweep. That series will be over quick. Philly-Toronto. This will be a good series, but I have a feeling there'll be a lot of blowouts. I have a feeling that it'll be good from a results perspective, but from a entertainment perspective, I don't think will be that great. I think Game 6 and Game 7, the last half of the series, will be good, but I think Toronto's going to win this series. I think Philly is a complete pretender. They, I don't believe in anything that they do. If Philly gets past the second round in this playoffs, I'll be shocked. Now, they could come out and absolutely throttle Toronto and change my mind here in about a week or two, but I just don't see it. I think Toronto's going to play them tough. Do I think Philly could win this series? Absolutely. Absolutely. But something tells me Toronto's just, just more ready and prepared. <clears throat> They're an absolute dark horse to scare anybody in the East. Absolute dark horse. And with the whole situation going on in Canada with boosters and all this other stuff, who knows how that's going to play itself out? Who knows? I got no idea. But all I know is is I think Philly is just not there yet. I mentioned it a couple episodes ago. They're just a team that is just way too early on everything. Next year, Philly is a team where we look at them and we say, yeah, they're a title contender. Right now, they're, they're, they're way too early in the ingredients. I, I just don't think they're going to figure it out. Could they against Toronto? Sure. But next, the second round, I don't think so. I think Toronto wins the series in seven. I could see Philly winning the series, but I'm taking Toronto just because they're a complete unit. They've got no pressure on them. Everyone thinks Philly should come in and dominate, and I think Toronto will get it done. Okay, second round, Western Conference. <clears throat> Phoenix, Utah, 
Memphis Golden State, two fantastic matchups. And then obviously in the East, Miami, Toronto, Boston, and Milwaukee. Again, two also two fantastic matchups. I think Phoenix is going to dominate Utah. Utah is going to come in, eyes wide open, thinking, yeah, that's right. We got size. We got this. We got that. We can do it. No. Phoenix is going to throttle them. They're going to dominate. Phoenix is just that good this year. And they got a bigger, bigger plan on their mind than just getting to the next round. Utah is just trying to look at round after round. No, Phoenix has got a championship on their mind. Phoenix is going to win 4-1. I don't think Utah's even close. I think some of the games are close, but I think I think Phoenix overall dominates. Memphis, Golden State. I think Golden State's going to realize when they play Denver that they don't have the horses to compete against Memphis. Now, who's to say they don't get healthy against a team like Denver and they don't figure it out and that their games don't get better? That could easily happen. But overall, the way Memphis has played all year long, if they play like that against Golden State, if Golden State isn't healthy, Golden State's not going to win the series. And John Morant is going to get to the Western Conference Finals. They're going to go up 4-2. They're going to win 4-2 in that series, and they're going to go play Phoenix in the second round. Or, excuse me, in the Western Conference Finals. Phoenix, Memphis, Western Conference Finals, that's my prediction. Okay, Eastern Conference, Miami, Toronto. I got Miami beating Toronto 4-2, but I think the games will be interesting. I think every game will be interesting in that series. And that series could appear to look like it's going both ways, but I think Miami's going to do their Miami thing, play tough, play concise, play uh, efficient, and they're and Eric Spolster's going to have those boys ready. Not to say Nick Nurse won't, because I think Nick Nurse will, but I think Spo just has that little bit of an edge, just a shade of an edge. And they'll win 4-2 in that series. Miami will go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Boston-Milwaukee will shape up to look like it'll be a good series. I think Milwaukee, after having a break, after beating Chicago, getting their legs underneath them, playing the way we know Milwaukee can, the defending NBA champs, they'll be so ready for Boston that Boston won't know what hit them. Because Boston will have just played Brooklyn in a super tough series. I think they'll play Milwaukee, and Milwaukee will just punch them in the mouth. They'll, they'll win the series 4-2, but it's not because Boston's a bad team. It's just because <laughs> Brooklyn-Milwaukee back-to-back series. That sounds absolutely brutal. And I think Boston will realize we can win a chip. We just got to wait for Milwaukee's time to end. And that's what's it's going to happen in, in the second round. So I got Milwaukee, Miami in the in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, Phoenix, Memphis in the in the Western Conference Finals. I got Phoenix beating Memphis four two. Uh, listen, Memphis, fun, exciting team. Phoenix is, is 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 next level. Phoenix is in a next level situation where championships are the only thing they care about right now, and you can tell by the look in their eye that's what they're going to do. I got Phoenix going to the NBA championship. I got Milwaukee beating Miami four two. After the way they beat Boston, everyone's going to think Milwaukee's going to steamroll Phoenix going into the NBA championship. Milwaukee is just more talented, more physical, bigger, better than Miami on all perspectives. They did this last year as a three seed. They're going to do it again. It's going to be a rematch. Phoenix, Milwaukee, here's the difference in the NBA championship this year from a prediction perspective. This is the difference. Last year, when Milwaukee and Phoenix played, Giannis Antetokounmpo turned into a monster in the second portion of that series. He can still do that in the NBA championship. Nobody will argue if Milwaukee won a back-to-back. Nobody would argue that, and nobody would be upset with that. Here's the difference. Phoenix is coming into this NBA championship, looking at what happened a year ago, and saying, we had him up 2-0. We could have put the hammer down, won this series, and made it ours. They're going to come into this finals 
I don't know if they'll go up 2-0, but they'll go into this finals thinking, we've done all this over the last year and a half, two years really, if you go back to the bubble. And we have put everything together to be where we need to be. Chris Paul is going to play his absolute ass off. Booker is going to play with no remorse. DeAndre Ayton is in the last you know, year of his contract before he goes into free agency. And he's trying to get paid. These dudes are going to come out and play their absolute best basketball. And the role players are going to step it up and play way better. I am not saying Giannis isn't going to play great. I think Giannis is still going to average 40-plus points, if not a triple-double in this NBA Finals. But something tells me they're going to find a way to shut down everybody else. It's going to be one of those series where it's like LeBron back in the last decade. They're going to play LeBron, let LeBron do what he wants, but shut down everybody else. That's what I think is going to happen. And I think Milwaukee will have a shot at winning the championship, but I think Phoenix will hit their stride, figure out what they need to do, and keep it that way and win the title. I got Phoenix beating Milwaukee in the NBA championship. I got Devin Booker winning the MVP, finals MVP, because he will need to be the reason. He played decent in the NBA finals last year. He played great in the first couple games. After that, he was okay. He cannot play okay for them to win the chip. He has to play phenomenal. He has to average 30-plus, 35 points per night, every night. Chris Paul's got to average 8 to 10 assists a night for them to win against Milwaukee just because of the Giannis impact. I think it'll be a rematch. I think it'll be a great rematch in the NBA Finals, but I think the Phoenix Suns will come out victorious 4-2. Okay, I've got you prepped and ready to go for the NBA playoffs. The plan starts now, today. Cue in on it all, people. People, it, it's gonna be, it's gonna just be, it's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be a fantastic night. It's gonna be a fantastic couple of weeks. I'll see you next week to break down the first round of the NBA playoffs of where we are after the first games, first couple of games for most teams, and opening weekend. I'll break it down for you and obviously kind of preview what's to come for the coming week, which is really the opening period of the first round of the NBA playoffs. It's crazy to think we're already here. It's crazy to think we've gotten this far and that the playoffs are already in this, are in, are in our, 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 our sights. They're here. They are now. And it is nuts to think that a week from now, all game ones will be in the books. And if anything, all game twos will be damn near close to being all in the books. So, gear up. Get your, get your snacks. Get your popcorn. Get everything that you can prepared for this playoff series playoff season playoff series playoff everything the next two months are the best time in basketball period and we're here and we finally got it for you on the lead sports media thanks again for listening everybody i'll see you next week on episode 31 breaking down the opening weekend of the nba playoffs obviously any playing game craziness and obviously what's to come for the for the next you know two three four games of the first round of the nba playoffs have a good one y'all